Hey, welcome to the last Real Estate of Life of the 2019. This is your host, Kevin Riles, and today I'm going to talk about seven lessons I learned in 2019. Seven lessons I learned in 2019. We've been talking about how to find your passion, so I'm going to end the year on some lessons I've learned. Hopefully there will be lessons that you could uh, learn from as well. So DJ, hit that last music of 2019, please. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Hey, welcome to this week's The Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. This is your host, Kevin Riles. We're ending the year. This is December 2019, and I typically don't like to, to date our podcast so they can be fresh in perpetuity, but I think it's important because this is the end of... Um, not only the year, but it's also the end of the decade. And so um, came in this morning, or not this morning, this afternoon. We we're taping this afternoon. And uh, Mr. Producer came in and said, how you doing? I said, I'm all right. He said, you look like you're sleepy. I said, well, yeah, I am a little bit. And I said, but um, I'm more so trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about today. And he said, why don't you talk about what lessons you learned this year? I said, that was a good idea. All right, so that's what I'm talking about today is what lessons I've learned in 2019. And um, so I took a couple of minutes to kind of just think, which ironically, this has kind of been around the whole, I've talked for the last two weeks about passion. Uh, and so that's one of the lessons that I've learned is that um, life is short. I've had quite a few deaths this year of people in and around my age that I know of. And... Um, it's just, uh, I just got a call the other day. My mom told me that uh, one of her friends, uh, who I know from growing up in the church, his daughter, who's my age, her son, who's nine, and her husband went to Costa Rica for Thanksgiving and uh, were on the way back to the airport. Uh, and the van from the hotel was involved in the crash, and she was killed, and her son was killed, and her husband is in critical condition. She's 40 something years old. And so death, uh, when I've preached funerals before, I always say that the funeral is for the living, meaning that the, the person that's in the casket is already gone. And so um, uh, what a funeral does for the living is it reminds you of your mortality. And so I'm not trying to be too heavy uh, today, but I've been thinking a lot about my mortality and wanting to live the fullest life that I could possibly have and be intentional about that. Uh, and so as I think about the things that I've learned this year, I guess the first thing that I will tell you, uh, and again, this is a, like a counseling session uh, to me, number one would be money truly does not make you happy. I know people out there will say, well, give me some money and let me find out. And I get it. But I will tell you that the last three years, especially of my business career, have been the best business-wise and financially that I've ever had in 21 now years of business. Uh, and I, ha I finally have the level of reserves that make me, quote unquote, you would think, feel comfortable. However, um, it does not make me ultimately happy. And it took me having a little bit, and I have just a little bit, so I'm not... Uh, saying uh, saying that I'm rich by any means, uh, although people, I think, sometimes think that for some reason. 
I realized that I have anxiety around money regardless if I have it or not. That's one thing I've realized. So whether I have money in the bank or don't have money in the bank, I'm worried about money. That's stupid. That's crazy. All right? All right? Once you build up a reserve, that you know they say you should build up a reserve so if something happened to you, you can, you can survive for at least six months. I've built up a reserve now, at least personally, where I could survive for a year uh, and pay my basic bills. I'm not saying we would thrive for a year, but I could survive for a year. And I still worry about it. I still worry about money. So, therefore, I've determined this year that money doesn't buy you happiness uh, and that I don't have a money issue. I have an anxiety problem. That's what I've learned. And I'm not the only one out there. Some of you are going to find out that the thing that you worry about the most is not the thing. It's you worrying. Uh, And so, that's going to, as the pastor say, that's going to hit you on the way home. Uh, some of y'all are not gonna get that right now. That's gonna hit you on the, on the way home. But I have an anxiety problem, and so what I've learned this year uh, that money doesn't uh, make you happy. That I have an anxiety problem, and so I've been working on that anxiety problem. Right? I've been I've gone to counseling um, and realizing that there are tools out there, and there's some unhealthy thinking that I do. And this is talking to someone that most people I think would say is a successful person. I think I'm successful. Right. If I'm being honest, but I have some um, some thought patterns that guide my anxiety. And so I hope I pray. I honestly do pray uh, that there's someone out there at the sound of my voice that hears this and knows that whatever that thing is that you're worried about, it may not be that thing. It may be you and how you deal with um, anxiety and stress. And so and for 2020 and going forward. I'm trying to work on being present, not worrying about tomorrow, not worrying about yesterday, but being present in the moment. Um, actually looking up at the sky. I know that sounds real weird, but how many times do you go outside or you're doing outside activities and you never look up at the sky and the clouds and the birds? Uh, it's so relaxing when you do that. So I'm trying uh, to, uh, to do more of that. So that was lesson number one. Lesson number two is some, kind of something I've believed for uh, quite some time, but I'm finally putting it into words, is that consistent effort is much better than sporadic big effort. Consistent effort in small chunks is better than big, huge effort at given times. One of the reasons I think uh, that I have been successful in these last three years specifically and had the best business other than the economy and, and my constant laser light focus on certain types of commercial real estate is because I've been consistent about doing a couple of things. Uh, in my business, I've been consistent about um, certain types of marketing. Uh, I've been consistent about um, trying to do a better job at follow-up. Uh, and then I've been consistent about making sure that I keep and make new impactful uh, relationships. And so that is better than, oh, I'm having a great month. I'm going to relax on this month. And then two months down the road, I don't know what's going on. And so I'm trying to hurry up and, and do things. So consistent, small steps, I think, are better than huge jumps when it comes to a, ver- a varying amount of things, obviously, in what I do in sales and entrepreneurship. But that's in relationships as well. Consistent date nights is better than huge Valentine's and Christmases. This is real talk for somebody out there, especially for the feathers, right? Consistent, if not date nights, consistent hug, kiss, affection 
is better than uh, occasional, you know, big grandiose things. Not saying you shouldn't do those big grandiose things, um, but I love me some Shea Riles, and um, you know, just being present, I think, uh, makes a huge, huge difference. Now, of course, we're gonna do another marriage podcast. She's gonna say you're not consistent, but anyway, I feel like I am. So anyway, we'll 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 leave it at that. So consistent effort number two is much better uh, than sporadic and big effort. Uh, number three, you're less stressed when you are doing what you want to do. You're less stressed um, when you are doing what you want to do. The last two podcasts have talked about uh, passion, and that's kind of along that line of, of you finding what you're passionate about. But it is also, I'll, I'm going to shout out to Eric Tate on this one. This is That's my physician. Um, I call him the anti-doctor because he also runs a... Uh, uh, a uh, capital management firm and invest in real estate. But I was talking to him the other day and he just said something. He was driving up to Austin for a conference and he said, man, I've just learned, you know, at a younger age, and he's actually younger than me. He's a couple years younger than me uh, that I've just decided I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. Because uh, when you do what you don't want to do, it's, it, it causes stress and anxiety. And so he has set up his life and worked a plan to where he is only doing what he wants to do. Now, are there times that you sometimes have to do what you don't want to do for family or for you know things of that nature? Yes, but in essence, what he is saying is, uh, if I have a choice, um, uh, and we all have a choice, then I am not going to do anything that I don't want to do because when I do those things, uh, it causes me stress and anxiety. So that's my new model. I'm already kind of like that, but I'm I'm a, such a nicey, uh, nice person that I I want to please people. Uh, that I'll sometimes say yes to stuff and not really want to do it, but don't want to disappoint someone, which goes to uh, my number four, which is something that actually one of my counselors, uh, my counselor taught me um, is this whole personalization when it comes to uh, unhelpful thinking styles. It's uh, this whole idea of this is my fault. And I'm going to read here. It says blaming yourself for taking responsibility for something that wasn't completely your fault or conversely blaming other people that for something that was your fault uh, and so I tend to take on other people's problems that's one of the things I worked with and it causes me anxiety I'll just start worrying about you even if I just met you if you tell me some of your problems and although there's worry in the sense of hey I want to help you that's okay but there's also the worry where I literally take on what you're dealing with and that's just not healthy for me and I tend to do that I've done that my entire uh, life and so again, this all goes towards what I've learned this this year, and that's something that I have to work on and and not taking on other people's issues. Because to be honest with you, I have enough for myself. Number five, when you uh, when your passion meets your purpose, you're no longer working. When I sit here with Mr. Producer, and today we're in the worldwide headquarters of Kevin Riles Commercial, and I talk to this camera and I look at the camera. I honestly don't feel like I'm working. This is what I'm passionate about. I'm talking uh, you know, to you and talking about issues and things of that nature. And so this does not feel like work. Real estate is work for me, all right? Real estate is work. I'm passionate, I'm talented at it, and I'm passionate about certain parts of it, but it is also how I feed my family. And so I'm very honest in that. Um, it's a talent of mine, I'm good at it. Uh, and there are certain parts of it that I, li I, I like. But uh, again, if I was making the same money and, and, and Bobby English is going to say well don't worry about the money that's how he talks he has like a Grover voice oh, what are you talking about uh, <laughs> don't worry about the money well 
Uh, I'm working on that. But in, in the in, in the interim, I do know that when your passion meets your purpose, uh, you're no longer working. Um, number five, it's okay to make a mistake. Some of us are perfectionists, and we don't like to make mistakes. But guess when we learn the most? Guess when? Guess when we learn literally the most? I'm talking about small mistakes and big mistakes. Is when we make mistakes because mistakes cause us to reflect. Uh, and said, man, what did, I, what did I do wrong? Oh, okay, I did this wrong. So next time I won't do this or next time I'll approach this issue uh, like that. But some of us don't like admit making mistakes. Our ego gets in the way, right? Our ego. Number, uh, number seven is, um, man, a lot of us, this is what I've learned this year, a lot of us have ego problems. The ego is, is a huge, huge, huge issue. Uh, that all of us have we our egos get in the way and we can't admit mistakes but also uh, it gets in the way and it allows us not to learn things uh, and it gets in the way and it, it hurts people's feelings and so being humble uh, is important you can still be humble and confident in your, in yourself those two things can coexist it's not black or white it's not black or white and then finally number seven um, and the number seven is um, I read this article, actually a counselor gave it to me, it says, too much social media time leads to depression and anxiety, experts say. That's the actual title of the article. Too much social media time leads to depression and anxiety, experts say. If you go to my Facebook page, maybe a couple of weeks ago uh, in late November, early November, um, something hit me uh, after a conversation with someone that I, I posted uh, that uh, be careful when you are comparing your life, your normal life, to people's social media life. And I said, remember that social media is a highlight reel, not a low light reel. In other words, people are posting the highlights of their life, not the low lights of their life. And so, life. And so, some of us are sitting there scrolling, and whether we admit it or not, and whether we do it consciously or not, we're sitting there like, dang, Mr. Producer's on vacation. I wish I was on vacation. Dang, Mr. Producer's child just got a new car. I wish I could get my child a new car. Dang, you know, this, and, 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 and it's just building up this whole anxiety level that, man, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, or I want those things. And it just feeds all of that possible negative energy. Uh, and so I've made a, a strong, and it's difficult for me because I'm a social person. So I love social media. I'm trying to limit my time on social media, specifically Facebook, not because I feel like I'm doing that thing, but it, it may be in my head as well. Dang, I wish I could um, you know, do this. Dang, I wish I could do that. And am I feeding that in other people when I'm only um, uh, I'm only posting my highlights. And so I've determined that sometimes I'm going to post some other stuff uh, so that people know that, you know, it's not always uh, milk and honey. Uh, and people need to know that because that's truly how life is. No one's life is like their social media life. No one. Right. And I'm talking about for you young ladies out there or not young, even older ladies out there that are looking at Instagram and seeing these Instagram uh, young ladies with, with banging bodies and perfect hips and perfect uh, noses and, and makeup flawless. That's a photo shoot. They ain't going to work. It's photo. Well, if the, unless work is being a model, it's a photo shoot. And it's nothing wrong with liking being pretty and stuff like that. But, you know, and then guys, I know guys look at that and say, oh, every girl I date needs to look like this. Come on, man. Like, really, come on. And then 
other thing guys do is we look at what other guys have. Their, their significant other, their car that they're posting, they're really proud of. And like, oh, I really wish I want that. So it's time to it's time to start kind of pumping our brakes on this whole, whole social media. For Social media can, can be a great tool for good, uh, but it also can feed uh, anxiety and depression. So I just, that's something that I'm going to monitor going into the next year. So those are the seven things that I've learned in 2019. I'm sure I've learned way more. Uh, but uh, those are the things that came to mind when I thought of this topic. And so uh, this is our last podcast for the year. And I just want to encourage people that as we enter into this new decade, that I wish that everything that you touch prosper. Uh, and I really, truly wish that you find your passion and you start being intentional about working towards your passion. And that next year when we do our lessons learned in December 2020, uh, that you can say, uh, that uh, I've I've done the things that I need to do uh, to uh, learn the lessons of finding my passion. So with that being said, happy new year to you. All right. And I will see you guys next year. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, do you have questions about any of the topics I'm talking about? If you have questions, let me know. Email me at Kevin at KevinRiles.com. Again, that's Kevin at KevinRiles.com. I'm going to do a podcast just on the questions uh, that you guys are sending me. So feel free to send them to me. Again, that's Kevin at KevinRiles.com.